Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. All of us at Epcot Center are glad to have you as our guests today. Nothing in the universe exists alone. Every drop of water, every human being, all creatures in the web of life and all ideas in the web of knowledge are part of an immense, evolving, dynamic whole. Little orange bird, little orange bird, in the sunshine tree, in the sunshine tree. Hey, it looks like the storm is finally letting up. Well, maybe the Sunday drivers will come out hunting for gas. Guess what? That concludes the mic check. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 624. And together, this and every week, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as I take you with me from the parks to the screens and everything in between on the podcast, my weekly live video every Wednesday night on Facebook, community, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. Kona Cafe, it's not just for Tonga Toast anymore. And while it is well known for its aloha take on traditional French toast, pancakes, and breakfast as a whole, Kona Cafe at Disney's Polynesian Village Resort also has a wonderful, unique, and extensive lunch menu. And, of course, in the interest of research and helping to introduce or remind you about new dining experiences in Walt Disney World, this week... I invite you to pull up a chair for a live dining review as we sample a lot of a lot of all the lunch offerings. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information, updates, and your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. If I say the words Kona Cafe, the first thing that probably comes to mind is Tonga Toast, Macadamia Nut Pancakes, a Samoan, all of a sudden now I want breakfast. But what probably does not come to mind is lunch, which is exactly the reason why we are here at said Kona Cafe for my very first dining review for Kona Cafe Lunch. And today I am joined once again by one of my favorite fellow diners, one of my favorite children. I'm not going to say which one is which, but deep down, Nicholas, we know it's Nicholas Mangello. Stop talking. I just want to eat, please. I was just saying, I remember when we used to do these years ago when you were much younger, you were like so happy to be here and like you'd order off the kids menu, which was wonderful. You've gotten a little bit more sassy and a lot more hungry. Yes, I just want to eat. That's the only reason I accepted to come here. I'd be getting sushi, so... When I say that, we're, I said, Nicholas, you want to do a, di- a live dining review now? It's like, well, where are you going? Like, what are we going to have? Like, so, well, thank you for being here. And certainly, Nicholas, we could not do this alone. Because, you know, I always like to invite friends and fellow Disney enthusiasts and foodies to come and join us. 
just so we can order and share more food. And today I'm joined for the first time on a live review, but not the first time on the show. He is Connor Brown from WW Opinion and the WW Opinion Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, you know, I wanted to dine with an expert. I'm glad that I'm here with Lou, but more importantly, Nicholas is the real expert. Guy rolled up to the table, said, Barkeep, Pog Juice, immediately <laughs> line it up for me. So I'm happy to be here and eating with both of the Mongellos. Yeah, this is not Nicholas's first rodeo. And, and look, you got right to it, man. I mean, you know, if you've been to Disney before, Kona Cafe for a lot of people is almost like a rite of passage. It's one of those things that... It's, it's this familiar, comfortable place to go, and Pog Juice is one of those things. It's one of those Disney staples like a churro that we love to come back to and have, and it just doesn't taste right anywhere else. It doesn't taste the same way as it does here. But as I said in the intro, I think when people think of Kona Cafe, you instantly think of lunch because the, um, the Tonga Toast is so well-known. It is sort of that, that Disney classic. And when our server came by, she asked, you guys have never been here for lunch before, right? No, actually not, surprisingly. You didn't even know that they did lunch, did you? No, I just thought, I, all I think of when I think of Kona Cafe is just Tonga Toast, and that's it. Just nothing else. And it's actually a great place for, di- like, they have an amazing dinner oh, menu, too. Yeah, have you been here for either, for anything other than dinner? Anything, sorry, anything other than breakfast? So breakfast, I've been here. Dinner, I've been here. This is my first lunch experience, but same way, like, I just... You know, come here for the Tonga Toast in the morning. Uh, unpopular opinion, or maybe controversial opinion. I think the macadamia nut pancakes are better than the Tonga Toast, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed dinner, and um, because of that meal, I, I'm excited to try lunch as well. A lot of different flavors on the table today. And I think this is a great option, too. If you're spending the day in Magic Kingdom, this is a perfect place to go for, look, let's be honest. Magic Kingdom has not necessarily always been known for the, you know, the extent of its culinary dining options, especially in terms of sit down. I think Skipper Canteen has done a, a, a huge job in changing that. But taking the monorail or the short walk over here, getting out of the sun, getting out of the crowds and having a very, very nice, as you'll see, not just sit down lunch, but to your point, a very extensive and varied menu that is not going to be and I use this in, in air quotes, you know, the same old burgers and fries. Yeah, plus this lo- you can't beat this location. Everyone loves just stopping in the poly. Uh, right now we have some construction in the uh, front of the house, front of the lobby, you know, so the monorail station is closed. But when it is open, it's really cool to, on one side, see the open lobby, uh, see the shops and, and things like that, but then also see the monorail go by every once and a while. So I love the location uh, in addition to the food and the menu that they got going. And what's nice, too, and then we'll get to the entire menu and the fact that they have dessert. But if you're feeling it, you could also, when you're done, Walk off a little bit of your meal, go out to the beach, go check out the bungalows and take the watercraft back to Magic Kingdom. Or you can go and get yourself a little Dole Whip while you're here, too. Oh, yeah. Just like, but they do have, other than just like the Dole Whip, they have a lot of really good desserts here that could also satisfy your hunger for something sweet. They have like tiramisu, key lime pie, a lot of... Whoa, whoa. As a wise man once said, you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. So let's just get that. You don't even get that reference, do you? Nope. One day you shall learn about what Pink Floyd and the wall. Anyway, anyway, let's get to the menu. Let's get to the lunch menu, which is slightly different than the dinner menu. And what I love about this, and this is one of the things I think Kona Cafe for lunch is almost a bit of a hidden gem, 
I am a huge sushi fan. This might come as no surprise if you've listened to the show before. And they have actually a pretty extensive sushi menu. And I actually made sure, you know, when as Connor was going through the interview process before this meal, I said, are you a sushi fan? He says, oh, yeah, brother. I'm, I'm. So they have a number of, you know, they have a spicy tuna roll and a California roll. But they also have specialty rolls, including a surf and turf, which is Kona spiced filet, cucumber, chili spice lobster, crab, avocado, yuzu aioli, and sriracha. Hello. That comes in at $28. And a rainbow roll, tuna, salmon, shrimp, hamachi, and lump crab cake, lump crab, cucumber, and avocado. That's a 24 And they also have poke bowls. Uh, and I'm Nicholas and I were just chatting like that. We love poke a lot. And they have a, a tuna poke as well as a rainbow poke, which has much like a rainbow roll, the same type of um, the same type of fishes in there. Each of those come in at $16, and they have wasabi chips and citrus yuzu, um, lotus root, and, and spicy ponzu sauces on them. So I don't think a lot of people, when you think of sushi at Walt Disney World, this is probably not the place that comes to mind. But this, and when the sushi bar reopens again, this is actually a really nice place to come for really good fresh sushi, too. When I first think of sushi, I think of, like, Japan and, like, in Epcot. But, like, I would never think to come to, like, the place where you get Tonga toast to get sushi. <laughs> like, but I'm excited to try it and see how it is. I think, you know, sushi overall is underrepresented at Walt Disney World. But I think uh, in large part it's underrepresented because people don't know the places to seek it out. Like Nicholas was saying, they immediately think of the Japan Pavilion, but they don't think of here or, hey, Splitsville has it, you know, yeah. other places around property. I still think there needs to be more, like, Japanese food throughout property. I know the Magellos are shaking their heads considerably <laughs> agreeing with me, uh, but it's good to know that this is a location that if you're jonesing for some sushi, for some raw fish, they can definitely help with that. One of these days... And I've never... Sushi I really, crawl? Are you about to say sushi crawl? I wasn't, but wow, that's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. So there's got to be a the best sushi in Walt Disney World show and a live review of Kimonos, which is the hidden gem. And I will argue right now is not only the most authentic Japanese sushi type experience with or without the karaoke on weekend nights, but it's the best sushi restaurant. I think the, the freshest and probably the best sushi on property. Oh, wow. I mean, the only time we're going to go there is when karaoke's back, and <laughs> I'm going to sync up the Grease soundtrack, and you're going to sing, my man. 92% of that is never, ever going to happen. Uh, but don't let the sushi menu fool you here for lunch, because they also have burgers and sandwiches. And, a, and a, This is actually a really big lunch menu, which I was actually very surprised. They have a crispy cheddar burger, which I think is going to be in the running for when I eventually get to the top 10 burgers in Walt Disney World. It's crispy cheddar, brown sugar, black pepper bacon, roasted tomato, braised onions with French fries. That's $21. And turkey banh mi. This is very intriguing to me. Slow roasted turkey breast, black pepper bacon, pork pate, cilantro, jalapeno, onions, and grilled poblano mayonnaise, also with French fries. And there are not one, not two, not three, but four different entrees. The legendary... Kona chicken stir-fry with yakisoba noodles, cabbage, carrots, teriyaki sauce. I heard an mmm. You made the yummy sound oh, from yes, across the yes, table. Yes. <laughs> that comes in at 21. They also have a pan-fried mahi with butter croutons, marble potato uh, at 28. The duck fried rice with leg confit is amazing. That's a crispy duck spring roll with shiitake mushrooms, togarashi, 
and a grilled bok choy that comes in at $32. It is when you, and you hear $32 and fried rice, it, I acknowledge it's pricey, but it is a big portion of duck and it's fantastic. Morimoto, I'm talking to you. There's also something called a steak salad, and I don't know what that second word means. I like the first word. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sunny side up egg, Kona house vinaigrette, sweet bell peppers, and kale, and arugula blend, and that comes in at 23. There's also, and I'm a big bowl guy, they have a pork belly noodle bowl with bone broth, rice noodles, soy egg. It's like a, like almost like a, um, like a traditional Japanese ramen bowl, as well as a vegetable bowl with the jasmine broth and the, the clear glass noodles, which are super cool, and pineapple tofu and umami tomato. That's a completely plant-based vegetable bowl. Both those come in around 24 and 21. So that's a really, really large menu. As we were going through it, and as you gentlemen wipe the drool from your faces, what are the things that stick out to you sort of top down? Well, so... For dinner, I've actually experienced both the crispy cheddar burger and the turkey bah mi. I think the winner for me for that was the crispy cheddar burger. That, like, crispy cheddar actual, like, cracker that they have on it is incredible. It's really, really good. But it's just – the menu is so extensive, like we were saying. It's it's going to be very difficult to pick something, but I think it's going to come down to either the chicken stir-fry, the mahi bacon lettuce and tomato – or Lou was really hyping up that duck fried rice. And I think, I think we're, we're going to keep it, you know, kind of Asian flavored today. So I think it might come down to one of those three. What do you feel? One thing I love about this menu is just the amount of variety it has. It really has something for everyone. You love sushi? Boom. Go get the surf and turf roll. You don't like raw fish as much, but you still want a bowl? Go get the pork belly noodle bowl. Oh, you want, you just like your, burger and chicken tenders you can go get the crispy cheddar burger it's so good because it has something for everyone on this menu and what you you mentioned this earlier too, too there's also a large children's menu here and we we remarked and laughed we've never seen this before there's a kid's appetizer menu which i think i think is so cool and brilliant on disease part as well so you can get a salad or chicken noodle soup or a fruit salad and Coming at three dollars, but for kids, same thing. Nicholas, they have a grilled chicken taco, cheeseburger, macaroni and cheese. They also have kids sushi, which I, I want to sort of understand what um, what that comes with because I love the idea of introducing kids to sushi as well. How come they didn't have this when I was younger? I would have killed for some kids sushi right. or like something else other than just like a mac and cheese or something. So like, it's just great to have variety for kids and the adults as well. And they also have uh, an extensive bar menu as well from specialty cocktails to non-alcoholic drinks, including ones that are specific to the resort, including the, the back scratcher and the, and the puka punch. There's also um, sakes and plum wine. So if you want a little, um, well, a little indulgence with your uh, afternoon or evening meal, you can do that as well. Yeah, and I think that's really important to a lot of people because right now, you know, unfortunately, Ohana is closed. Uh, but you can get all the drinks that you typically would get at Ohana or at, at Tambu Lounge over there. And that really, for me, like getting a Mai Tai or getting the back scratcher, that puts me in a vacation mood. You know what I mean? That puts me in a Polynesian-like mood. So it's great that you're able to order that full extensive menu of drinks here. And I know um, you were saying how... Nicholas really wanted the uh, 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 
kids' appetizers when he was growing up. But I mentioned before how if there was kids' appetizers when I was growing up, my dad would be very upset because, are you serious? You're ordering an appetizer? Come on. Like, <laughs> you're trying to break the bank? But uh, kudos to Disney for that. Yeah. yeah I, I like it because it also lets kids who maybe are more adventurous eaters feel like they really are a part. You know, they can order an appetizer. They can have sushi, too. I'll actually say, I remember I used to be a super picky eater, but one vacation I just decided to go out of my comfort zone. And I think whatever vacation it, it was, was the reason that it pushed me to that. Because I was in a different space. I was having fun. I was having a good time. So I was a little more adventurous. And because of that, you know, I am not a picky eater anymore. <laughs> Great. It's going to be an expensive meal, yeah. Nicholas. Oh, yeah. All right. So I think what we should do, I think we obviously, we have to get at least one roll, even if we share it. Because I think, person. right, I think this is, I think there's going to be a lot of food in front of us today. Is there anyone that jumps out at you, whether it be the poke bowl or one of the rolls? I mean, I think the surf and turf roll yeah. kind of like jumps out at me as like the <laughs> Kona Cafe roll. I'm so glad you brought that. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it. I think that's the one that, that you have to get. So we got to do the surf and turf um, roll. And then what are you guys thinking in terms of your entrees? I don't know. There's so much truth. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to stop you in your tracks because both the pot stickers and the chicken wings are really, really good here. And that's not just Lou being hungry at lunchtime. Like I've had them before for dinner. The chicken wings with that sticky wing sauce and the the um, the crispy dumplings are fantastic. Are you feeling one or the other, or you just give me the look like, why don't we just get both? both? Yeah. Just go. Yeah, okay. By the way, audio tours are still on sale. <laughs> Disney interview is still available on Amazon.com. I mean, I think we have to get wings and pot stick. Yeah, and that's very Ohana as well. You know, you typically get that. And, yeah, that's that sticky sauce on the wings. Oh, my God. I can't. We just got to order him. Wait, uh, immediately. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right, now uh, on to your entree. So there are a lot of things that are sticking out to me. Like some of these pokey bowls look really good, like the rainbow bowl. Or there's also the pork be belly noodle bowl. But that chicken stir fry also looks, there's so much, I can't decide. Come back to me. <laughs> I'm going the, the chicken stir fry. Much like, you know, the first time you come here for breakfast, you got to go with the Tonga toast, whether, you know, it's not your decision. It's already made for you. I think, you know, it's so well known for their stir fry here. I'm going to go with that. Oh, you guys are awful because I wanted to get the Kona chicken stir fry. And it would be the worst review ever if we, all had the yeah. same, if we all had the same thing. Just so you know, whoever gets it, I'm going to eat out of your plate. Yeah. All right. So if you're getting Kona chicken stir fry, then we got to get something different. I think I'll go with the pork belly noodle bowl. I don't know why, but that just looks really good to me. Well, then you guys have made my decision for me. Look, I, we can't not get the duck fried rice. Yeah. because when you <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and listen, we're all friends. We're basically family here. So eating out of each other's plate is going to definitely happen in order to get the full dining experience. And then we can, you know, we'll see how we feel if we want to move on to... The uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different desserts yeah. that are available. So uh, I'm ready. I, I am ready for this. I am super hungry, and I am incredibly excited. All right. I think we're ready. Um, I think we are going to share the surf and turf roll, please. And Nicholas? Can I please have the pork, be pork belly noodle bowl? There's a little spice to the pork belly roll. Does that sound good? 
That's perfect. Little spice sounds nice, right? Yeah. Kona chicken stir fry, please. Of course, I have to get the duck fried rice with leg confit, please. Rich and decadent. You, yeah. those, those are like two of my Good. favorite words. Thank All you. Right. I will get a serpent and turkey roll started for you. Be right back. Thank you. Oh wait, no, no. You know what? Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm the worst person in the world. I'm like I know I'm forgetting something. Did we decide for wings and pot stickers? Yes. Wings and yes, pot we decided wings and pot stickers. <laughs> I was just testing you. Nobody caught me on that one. I was so excited for the entrees. I, I forgot. The, the second layer of appetizers. The desserts are lined up over there. I'm just kind of staring at them, so I think I zoned out a little bit when <laughs> when the order was. <laughs> you gotta... So, we're, that what you hear is literally the sound of three, when I say relatively grown men, giggling, giggling as their food is placed down in front of them because. Uh, some things truly are worth waiting for, and all of our appetizers came at once. The glazed chicken wings, the crispy pork vegetable pot stickers, and the oh-so-very appetizing-looking surf and turf roll. You get six wings, and they've got the black and white sesame seeds. You can smell them. It looks like there's five dumplings. Almost They almost look like they're cooked into like a single sort of break them off, and there's a about eight pieces of the roll, and there was photos and giggling and then yummy sounds, and then both of you are like, let's hurry it up, Mangello, and let's get right down to business and uh, and start digging in. So I think we should probably go, I think we need to start with hot first, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should start hot first. What are you thinking? Nicholas, do you make the call? The wings are right here. The wings are right there? They're All tempting right. me. All right. Get yourself a wing. Oh, look, there's there's actually sliced peanuts on top, too. So, uh, Connor, I'm going to teach you the rules of this game. You go shy, you go hungry, man. Just, Nicholas, you don't have to be delicate and dainty and use chopsticks. Just get your fingers in there. Yeah. Wow, those are big, crispy, meaty wings right there. And I'm already licking my fingers because it is, in fact, a nice, um, a nice sticky sauce that comes on that. What do you think? <laughs> Nicholas he's, gave me... He's indisposed right now. You can't... He shot me a look like, are you kidding me, man? Get that microphone out of my face. There's... I love chicken wings. These are really, really good. Like Lou was saying, sweet, sticky sauce. A little bit of heat on it. I think there's those, like some sliced peppers in there. But I love that they're crispy and they're huge. There's a lot of meat on them bones which is always, always appreciated. It's There's so much meat and it's delicious sticky sauce on it. Like, this is the most meaty chicken wing I've ever had. It's so... It's... So, we all started, rightly so, with drumsticks. And it's like... It almost feels like a full-size chicken drumstick, not like a little chicken wing. But you hit it on the head, man. That crispiness on the skin... It's such a wonderful texture, and I love that um, it's not a heavy, but it's a very sort of rich, sticky sauce um, on it that adds a little bit of a balance between sweet and savory. Nicholas, you you (laughs) poke me like you want to say something, and then you stick the chicken back in your face. The little bit of peanuts on top and the sesame seeds do add a good amount of texture 
like a little bit of crunch. Also with the skin, it's just I need to eat more. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a guy when I get chicken wings, I want a buffalo sauce and that's it. You know, I don't want anything else on them, but I love the extra crunch of the peanuts, the sesame seeds, a little bit of, you know, scallions we see. Very, very good overall. Wow, this is, I forgot how good these really were. Is there a top 10 chicken wing show or at least research trip in my future? Survey says yes. This is, I'm available. And can I tell you something? Just look at how we ordered three appetizers. I don't know how we're going to get to our food because there's a lot of like, this is a cool thing. You get a couple of friends, you get together, order a bunch of sushi and appetizers. This is a full meal right here. And that's what I feel is very different about Kona Cafe. Typically, a lot of Disney restaurants, one, two, maybe three appetizers. But there's a ton of options here, whether it's sushi, whether it's a poke bowl, whether it's other hot appetizers that you can just come, like Lou was saying, get some drinks, order a bunch of apps, splitsies for doing splitsies as best as we can but it's really 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 good it's just like there's so much good stuff and we need to move let's just move on to the next stuff now uh, big big huge thumbs up for the $12 uh, chicken wings here we're going to come back to those or Nicholas push those away from the table so he doesn't get any more and we'll bring them home. I'm only kidding but we'll bring them home and we'll have them like midnight yeah Sorry, you don't I will push people out of the way <laughs> to get another one of those chicken wings. All right. Let's, um, let's dig into the crispy pork vegetable potstickers that have that soy vinaigrette dressing. Hey, now, that's good. So I was expecting, just dig in, Nicholas. We're all friends here. I was almost not expecting that. Yeah, that sauce is killer, man. What I like about these potstickers is not just the flavor itself, but a lot of times you get um, a crispy potsticker, and it's very oily, it's very heavily fried, super, the texture almost is a little bit too hard on the outside. These are sort of almost very, very lightly fried, but that, um, that soy vinaigrette dressing is fantastic. Nicholas literally is on his second one. That soy vinaigrette dressing, you could put that on a shoe and it would taste good. Put that on a car bumper. But no, you're right. I It came out interesting because they're all kind of like like uh, fried together almost. But when you get potstickers, the two options you get is steamed or fried. And this is like a best of both worlds. It's chewy with the like, like uh, steamed, but then the top, like pan fried crispiness, really, really good. That's a re- That is a really, really good dumpling. For that, I think you definitely need some of that vinaigrette to really help the flavors like show. But that little bit of crunch from that pan fried, like like he said, also with that little bit of chewiness from the bottom, just it's I it's so hard to put into words. But it's just the perfect balance of crunchiness and chewiness and flavor and a little bit of like souriness. You can come here by yourself, get those two. And that's a nice that's a nice afternoon right there. But we are not amateurs, and we need to move on to our surf and turf again. Kona and Kona spiced fillet, cucumber, chili spiced lobster, crab, avocado, yuzu, yuzu aioli, and a sriracha. All right, boys, what do you think? Well, I think it says a lot when we all decided we had to take two 
pieces before we could give our full thoughts on it. Um, I like it. It's it's different than any other sushi you're going to get. It has just a shaved piece of uh, beef on top, and then the beef is chilled, uh, which might throw you off when you put it in your mouth for the first time, but it's really good because that keeps that lobster chilled and huge lobster flavor, but the beef on top is super, super tender, which is awesome. It wasn't what I expected. <coughs> Sorry. It wasn't what I expected, but I really liked it anyway. Like, when you first bite into it and you get that chilled beef, you're like, huh, that's not what I expected. And then, like, you slowly get a little bit of the avocado and the lobster and that little bit of sriracha that's on top. And all the flavors and textures is balanced together to help make, like, a really, really good sushi bowl, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we're all going to say, like, we might have had a perception before we put it in our mouth of what it was going to be like. And it was changed once we ate it. And I think you all hit on the head. The first thing that you taste is that very, very tender, very thinly sliced and chilled, uh, the Kona spiced filet. And I still, in the back of my throat, I still feel a little bit of this. And it's a very, very small bit of spice that comes from that and the sriracha that's balanced with the yuzu aioli. And then you sort of almost get that second wave of flavors really from the crab and even more so from the lobster. It does not have a dominating fishy taste to it at all. So if you are somebody that that maybe you've been hesitant to try sushi before, believe it or not, this is actually a a very interesting introduction because it's not – nothing in here is raw. Everything here is cooked. And you do sort of get that that surf and turf balance of flavors. Just like Hannah Montana, you get the best of both worlds. You rock out the show. And you hang out with your friends afterwards, and that's what he was. Is. I literally saw his mind winding up to deliver that one. Um, so yeah, that's um, I've never had something like that before. It was a lot different than I expected, but I really liked it anyway. Yet I see you looking at those chicken wings with like with love in your eyes. I think the chicken wings and the sushi and the dump. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, this was. I hope you're still hungry because this this was just our appetizer portion. The, uh, the big stuff is coming next. But I, I thumbs up on all these. If you could only order one, which one would it be? Chicken wings. Yeah, I think the chicken wings. I think the chicken wings, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, I would put the dumpling behind it. I'd put chicken wings, dumpling. I mean, that being said, if I came back, and I've had them in the past, I would probably do you know, a tuna poke or a spicy tuna roll next. But um, I think I'm going to... I'm going to put this down. We need to polish off those wings. All right. Just before our entrees were put down on the table, we were finishing up our appetizer. And I think we all agreed. We we really liked the surf and turf roll, but we almost wish that there was a little bit either more heat or a little bit maybe of salt on there. Maybe it was because we had the, the very savory wings and things. But any discussion that we had about that, was quickly tabled um, because they brought our entrees. And Nicholas, there was an audible gasp as your bowl was put down in front of you. We, we eat a lot of ramen. We go out a lot to Japanese restaurants for ramen. And this very large, both depth and diameter bowl, you, you sort of made this, this sound and your eyes widened when you saw 
those giant bits of pork belly on top. I was just expecting, like, you know, just like a little tiny bowl with a little bit of noodles and a little bit of pork. They have a lot of pork and a lot of noodles and, like, an egg and, like, broth and all these noodles and all these, like, toppings. It's like, this is the real, this is the real deal. I'm going to post pictures in the show notes on the site so you have an idea of, of exactly what these look like, too. And these are three of the prettiest dishes I've ever seen at Walt Disney World. Nicholas's ramen looks incredible. Um, my favorite ramen place in the entire world, in, and it is in Orlando. It actually closed, unfortunately. Shout out to Poro Ramen. They're not a sponsor. But that ramen that's on the table right now is next level. And all the other two as well, my noodles and, and Lou's um, duck confit fried rice, super, super pretty. Yeah, and as I'm, I have this amazing dish in front of me, and I'm like, oh, I need to get a, a little taste of that and a little taste of that because they are they're pretty dishes, and they're substantive too in terms of the amount of food that you get here. I will almost guarantee dollars to donuts that there is some sort of doggy-type bag thing that's going to happen as a result of this meal because they are um, huge. And this, you know, this too... This duck fried rice comes with this large piece of grilled bok choy, these fried spring rolls, and a huge piece of duck over this bed of, of dark fried rice. And you've got nice big pieces of chicken on top of there. Nicholas, you, when Nicholas is quiet, you know he's either doing something he shouldn't or he is stuffing his face. Give me some thoughts on your... Uh, I've, you've been eating for five minutes. It looks like you haven't even touched it. So I've been just, like, you know, tasting little parts of it, like, you know, going through. And I was expecting the pork to be a lot more, like, fat and, like, a lot more tender. It's a lot more chewy than I expected, which could be a good thing, but I was just not expecting it, honestly. I still need to dig in a lot more. That, that is. I, I, when you were talking, I stole a piece of pork, and it does. It's got that nice balance of the crispy outside and that, um, you know, obviously pork belly is a very fatty piece of meat, but that dipped in, that um, that bone broth is really, really nice too. You know, I love Japanese food because, and, and you know, um, Asian food because of the combination of everything and the noodles that I have right now are the best of everything. So it's sweet, it's savory, it's sticky, it's chewy. The, the chicken's really good, but I also really, really love just the extra, like, um, it's almost bok choy cabbage. Just give it some nice extra crunch throughout. Nice, big portion. Solid, solid dish. And I've been quietly, <clears throat> excuse me, tasting this duck fried rice. First of all, it smells incredible, but even just the rice itself has this wonderful flavor, a little bit of heat associated with it not not a heavy spice but just enough to enhance the flavor and you also get that flavor of duck and i know duck is not everybody's cup of, of okay <laughs> cup of tea but um it's not like a, a gamey taste at all. i think sometimes duck is people are fearful of it because they don't know or they assume that it's going to be gamey nicholas you stole you stole a little while i was distracted so I like I took a bite of the duck and I, and I took a bite of the rice and the duck and I was like, oh, it won't be that spicy. It'll just be like a little kick. And then I I have it and like 
that's got some heat. Like, it's fantastic, but it's got some real heat to it. And the duck is really, really good, and it's tender, which you can always, like, appreciate because you won't be, like, chewing it in your mouth for five minutes. Like, you could just get, like, a nice big thing of rice and duck and not have to worry about it. It's just so good. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Go back in there again. Get your chopstick and get a piece of the duck off the bone. It is so sweet, and it has this wonderful tang to it. I, I think almost the play is you got to take the duck off the bone and mix it with the rice because, good Gandhi, that is delicious. Has it been mentioned that there's also an entire egg roll on your dish? Because there's an entire egg roll on your dish. And not like the little Chinese restaurant one that's like a three-inch. Like, that egg roll could be a meal. Well, you know, it could be like an appetizer portion or a small meal. Right, Nicholas? Isn't that good? Now all of a sudden Nicholas has moved on from his from his pork belly to my... Let's just trade dishes. Here you go. Oh, I mean, we can we can share, but here, get some of this too. Try try some of these. Did you, did you try the duck? Yeah, the duck is really good. It's super tender. But I'm also gonna say my chicken equally as tender. I, it's not as tender, not fall off the bone like that duck is. But the chicken's really really good. See, that's why that dish is so popular. Yeah, it is that good. Like that flavor, that that sort of. Um, uh, oh, okay. Soy dashi flavor on there is noodles. is absolutely delicious. Like everything here is, I'm gonna have a tough time picking a favorite, but that's the nice thing. And actually, if, I mean, these are so huge that they're share that very easily shareable. Um, you know, if you come with your family, that's what it comes down to. You gotta bring more than one person here so you can split everything. You can split the appetizers, you can split the entrees, split it all. Why do you think I dragged Nicholas out of bed this morning? One thing about that that stir fry is it, those noodles are sweet. I was mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. Those noodles are really sweet, and that actually adds a good complement to the chicken and like all like the vegetables mixed around the dish. So it was like a little bit of a sweet and savory type of deal, which just makes it a really good and complete meal. I can't believe how good this duck is. I just pulled another piece off of it. It is fantastic. I haven't even touched. Another taste of the fried rice or the spring rolls yet, that is delicious. And I'm the kind of person that if something tastes good and it gives you that type of immediate, genuine response when you eat it, I don't mind paying for it if you're going to enjoy it that much. So we either, A, ordered way too much food, or B, did it brilliantly because we have so much food to leave here with and take home for us. It it looks like none of us touched our plates and we've been eating nonstop for the past 20 minutes. And it evidences the fact that there's a lot of food in these deep bowls. Yeah, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Uh, We have like at least two extra meals that we're taking home. I mean, one thing to uh, I wanted to point out and I've noticed it happening right now they're doing to-go orders here so i've seen a bunch of bags just on display like at the host stand um so i'm trying to plot how can i get these chicken wings to go again when is the next time i'm going to be in this area because that would be an awesome finish up at 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 magic kingdom grab some of those for the road maybe eat them while you're driving might be very dangerous but very tasty 
Well, this is a good opportunity for me to introduce my next business venture called Luber Eats. Oh, yeah. Uh, you hit me up. I will tell me what you want. I will come out here and get it for you. Could you imagine if Disney had a delivery service to the I was, surrounding area? I was just talking about this, about how that would be incredible. Like, if, if I could get Sanaa bread delivered to my door, I mean, I'd be 10,000 pounds because I'd get it every day. That's a great way to start, you know? Wake up in the morning, pound some, some naan bread. and uh, But that's a good idea. I like that idea. Luber Eats, it's coming to a... Coming to a t- so... I mean, there's no use to even rank all these. I mean, I think these are, each of these are individual. Like, I would come back three different times and order each one of these on, on a different occasion because I think they were all that good. But, man, I, I'm so happy that I did the, the duck fried rice again because I think that is worth every single penny. And, and like you said, there's a lot of food in there. Um, and we are going to be taking them home, and this is going to be Nicholas and we are dinner or late night snack later on. Um, I can't believe Connor's actually going to take his. I was sort of hoping we were going to get a, a threefer, but that's fine. But she did come by and ask if we wanted to have one of the six different desserts. They have a key lime, a key lime curd and blood orange mango jam piped between passion fruit curd and topped with passion fruit boba, meringue, and a chocolate curl, s'mores, tiramisu, a banana trifle, coconut tapioca, and cheesecake with no sugar added. And she was um, she was driving pretty hard to the hoop with the banana trifle, correct? The, oh, was it the bread pudding? No, it was oh, the bread, the bread pudding. pudding. I don't think it's listed there. Wait, is this like an off-menu item or so, or did I just... I don't see bread pudding on here. It's up there. I can see it. It's, it's on display. Yeah. So, Sarah, wait a minute. You mentioned bread pudding, yes? But is it not on the dessert menu or am I just missing it? It's not. It's like a secret Sarah menu item. Dine in only for lunch or dinner. It's a secret. Okay. Wow. See, so we lucked out again. The service is as exceptional as the food. Well, we're gonna have to do one of those and is the coconut I'm a big coconut guy and is the coconut tapioca worth something giving a little sample to it is I mean I wasn't whether you said yes or no I wasn't what one anyway so we'll try one of the and these all come in like individual dessert little glasses yeah we would love to try a um, the bread pudding and a coconut tapioca four for four thank you you guys can take this no I'm only kidding no no no, no, no. I was only kidding. All right. Nicholas, I'm so happy you're so full. Which normally I wouldn't say, except the fact that I get to take this home. Okay, so our desserts, plural, we just talked about how full we were, just came out. And we have our little coconut tapioca with that pineapple coconut jam with the fresh fruit and a sort of boba. Nicholas literally went, I don't want that one. I want that one. <laughs> and then he sort of pointed to the, I assume that's a, a about a seven or eight pound piece of, um, it's massive. It's uh, a, it, it is massive. It's the size of my head. And it's, you can see the layers of the bread pudding. It is thick. It is dense. It looks delightful. Speaking of thick and dense. The most satisfying <laughs> thing I did this entire meal and this entire day 
was just taking that little bit of caramel sauce and drizzling it all over and just the heat. Oh, my God. No, I, I'm just... I, I took video, but Nicholas, if you think that's satisfying, why don't you dig your little spoon in and take the ceremonial first or second? Because Connor's going to yeah. He's going to jump right <laughs> It's a, um, it is a very, very large piece. Uh, it's probably six, seven inches long and maybe four inches deep. Nicholas's eyes just rolled back in his head. <laughs> there's a, now they're closed and there's this look of warm satisfaction on your face. We're losing him. We're losing him. <laughs> He's passing out. It's incredible. It's, it is fantastic. The cake is warm. It's, it, or is the sauce warm? Whatever it is, it's warm, but the vanilla bean ice cream is nice and cold. A great combination. So sweet, sticky. Caramel is sticky. The pineapple is is also sticky and chewy. It's a home run. That is a home run and a half. Like, the caramel adds this, like, little bit of, I don't know if it's salted caramel, but it adds this nice flavor combined with the vanilla bean and the bread pudding and just the warmth of the caramel and the coldness of the vanilla bean ice cream all comes together to just make an overall, like, awesome dessert. So I'm not normally a super sweet kind of guy. <clears throat> of course, this is your opportunity to jump in and go, no, Lou, you're a sweet guy, but I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not really a, a huge dessert or sweet, but that's... One of the things that's nice about this is that there is a, a, a very much a savory aspect to it that's complemented with a little bit of sweetness from the um, the fruit inside. But you're right, that vanilla bean ice cream and that warm salted caramel sauce on top. I mean, we split three appetizers. We each had an entree. Uh, there was bread. Nicholas might, may or may not have had several rolls in addition to this. But we were so full... And then once this thing came out, it's like we haven't eaten in days. We're, we're tearing it apart. This is a real, but it is, this is a really smart pairing of a dessert to the type of food that we just have. And we, you know, if you sort of think about the way we layered our meal with the sushi and then going into the wings and the potstickers, then going into something a little bit more rich and savory with our entrees and then finishing off with this which is not sort of this stark contrast to the savory with something overly sweet this is a really nice sort of flow in terms of the flavors on your palate i think we got to just put this little tapioca thing in someone's pocket because we're taking care of this bread pudding right now i kind of feel bad for it like you know what this? You know what this coconut tapioca thing is? This is the last kid to get picked in dodgeball. That's what's going on right now. You know, when everyone is dancing at the prom and they're just sitting off by the punch bowl. That's what. It's unfortunate. I guess we got to take a bite of it. You literally just described my literally. Like I'm not kidding. That was my high school experience. I was the last kid picked in dodgeball, basketball, volleyball, whatever, and that's how I basically spent my prom. So now I'm going to drown. These horrible memories in this. I mean, this might be hard to compare to what we have just eaten, but as I'm dipping, oh, it's a very sort of, it's a thick, it's a much thicker uh, tapioca almost that I was expecting with fresh fruit on top and some of the boba pearls. You got to dig it. You got to at least try it. And if you don't like it, don't worry. You can mask the flavor with more. Now Nicholas is about to tap out. 
Hmm. Oh, it's lovely. Right? Yeah. Surprise. Oh, wait a minute. I was like, I was about to dismiss this, but it is. It's actually very light and it's flavorful. It's not overly sweet. Yeah. Um, I think that this is actually, um, right, this is the no, this is the plant-based dessert option. This is like a nice light thing to end your meal off of. Like, you just ate like 15 pounds of rice and ramen and all the different stuff. Like, end it off with just like a nice light little thing like it's mostly just for like one person it's a very tiny tiny portion but even then you can still share it because like if you just want like a little bite of something to help cleanse your palate before you leave and i think that's it like this is almost like the last flavor you want on your palate when you walk out the door it's it's pretty great i mean we were i was making fun of it before but i'll invite it into the popular group uh um it's now it's like the the girl in your high school that you didn't think was all attractive because she had like braces and glasses and now all of a sudden she's a supermodel and you feel bad that you were mean to her? Yeah, I went to an all-guys school, so I, <laughs> I, it's a little different. But um, but no, I think that's perfect. It's a great palate cleanser. And it's this is going to sound weird, but like the tafioca, like the the size and texture of them, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's unlike any other tafioca I've ever had. And it's really good. And to be clear, I went to an all-boys high school too, so I'm only speaking from watching, you know, those teen coming-of-age movies. Yeah. I, whenever I think of tapioca, I just think of it as like in like boba drinks, and it's like these big, like ginormous pearls. And yeah. Shoot it at someone. Yeah, yeah. And but these are very tiny, and it's like with this little bit of coconut flavor. It's really nice because it's light, and it's not that sweet. And the fruit complements it really well. Yeah. I really, really like it. And it's it's um. It's almost like a double-sized shot glass. And these are only $5, so it's a very inexpensive dessert, too. But notice that Connor went right back yeah. to his ex-girlfriend. It went right yeah. back to the bread pudding, as it were. Um, look, I think um, I think the way that we've done it, you know, with, with sharing everything, even doing this, sharing of the desserts um, is a great way to finish off what has been... When I say that it was a, a surprising meal, I mean that I had high expectations having eaten here before, and they were even – they continued to be exceeded from some of the other little surprises that we did today, including – but not limited to our dessert, including that there was so much food that we're able to take home. Um, give me sort of some, some closing thoughts in terms of the meal, the overall experience. Forget about breakfast at Kona. I think wow. lunch and dinner is is where it's at. You can't beat the location. Um, it's awesome being in the poly, but it's really cool to go to a place that has a lot of flavors and a lot of dishes that you don't see anywhere else in Walt Disney World. But I'll also say the options, the menu, the extensiveness of it is something very... Uh, uh, you don't see it at a lot of other Disney restaurants, especially a lot of Disney restaurants in hotels. Um, next time I come here, I think what I'll do is I loved all the entrees. I'm going to get as many appetizers as I can, and I'm going to tell everyone I'm with that I'm going to get a bread pudding for myself, and they can do whatever they want. Well, first of all, if you can finish that bread pudding by yourself, you are a greater man than I. And why did he keep on saying, when I come back here? Is he he not going to call us to return to dine with him again? One thing that I thought about this, like, 
when I used to always just think of Kona as the Tonga Toast place and the macadamia nut pancake place, but now I'll think of it as all the Tonga Toast place and the macadamia nut plant place, but I'll also think of it with the bread pudding place and that rice, duck rice place, and it's just... I will definitely come back here for dinner and lunch and breakfast. It's a it's a jack of all trades. You know, I think it's really interesting when you said, you know, about forgetting Kona for breakfast. It, there were, I'm sure, someone listening was like, "This is sacrilegious. How do you even say that?" But I think you make some great points because one, two, especially during some of Walter's New World's more crowded times, Kona Cafe breakfast is oftentimes a a difficult ticket to get. And you might dismiss it for lunch, but I think it needs to be something that that absolutely should be on your radar as much like the Tonga Toast. I think this becomes a destination dining experience because it is that good. And, you know, if you like breakfast and you love lunch, you need to come back for dinner because there's, there's an extended menu for dinner as well that's very different and Maybe we'll have to come back and have dinner one day, too, and do the compa- – and then we'll rank breakfast, lunch versus dinner. Kona breakfast, Kona lunch, Kona dinner are three very vastly different dining experiences that all take place at the same restaurant, which I love. And what I would love to know from you, who's sitting here virtually with us at this table, uh, is if you are still awake and are not in a bread pudding coma, have you ever been to Kona for lunch? If so, what was the favorite thing that you had while you were here? If not, does this now put Kona on the radar for you? You could let me know by going to the WW Radio Clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. That's our group on Facebook. We'll discuss this show and this menu and this experience there. Or you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Let me hear the passion and excitement in your voice and your thoughts about Kona Cafe's lunch menu. And then when you're done with all that, you obviously need to go and check out all the great things that Connor is doing. Tell them what you do, where you do it, and uh, where they can come find you. So I run WDW Opinion. It's a blog and a podcast. Um, you know, I help you plan for and daydream about your next perfect Walt Disney World vacation. I do that uh, by sharing my expertise as a former cast member, as a lifelong Disney fan. So check out WDWOpinion.com uh, or you can search for WDW Opinion wherever you listen to your podcasts. It was an honor eating with these two experts I love dining with the Mangellos, and boys, we'll always have this special bread pudding moment <laughs> that I will never forget. We still have more bread pudding. There's still about six pounds of bread pudding left. This is just the appetizer. They're about to bring out all the new Tonga Toast, and the mac- they're just about to bring out the entire menu for all three courses, so be ready. Nicholas pulled a cot out. He's going to sleep here until breakfast, and he's going for round two. And here I'm like, I'm so full. I'm like, well, we can't leave the rest of this bread pudding. I mean, it would be a sin. It's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in which you see, hear, taste, or remember 
If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is brought to you by Fun, not the noun, but the site where you can find and save on toys, collectibles, clothing, home and office goods, and lots more. There's something for everybody and for all ages. Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, Funko, you name it, an incredible selection, great customer service, quick and secure shipping as well. Whether you're looking for a gift for yourself or somebody else, if you visit www.radio.com slash fun, you can save 15% on your first order when you sign up for their newsletter. And in addition to their huge selection of exciting, unusual, and exclusive product selection, they also have a price match guarantee. And when you visit www.radio.com slash fun, you will save 15% on your first order when you sign up for their newsletter. I've purchased a lot from fun.com, not just as gifts for others, but for myself and my own collection as well. Again, to learn more and to check out everything that they have, visit www.radio.com slash fun. Now, before we get to the answer to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's and select our winner. So last week we were talking about our favorite places to dine solo in Walt Disney World and tying in with not just last week, but this week's show at Kona Cafe. I asked you to tell me what was the name of the original restaurant that occupied the location of Kona Cafe when the Polynesian opened in 1971. And first, thank you and congratulations to the hundreds of you who answered, got this one correct, and knew that the original name of this dining location was the Coral Island Coffee Shop, and it was later changed to the Coral Island Cafe. This closed in July of 1998, opened in November of that same year as the Kona Cafe. And this was one of not just a number of dining locations that opened with the Polynesian, but dining locations that changed their name. So see if you remember places like the Barefoot Snack Bar, the Captain Cook Hideaway, and then later became the Captain Cook Snack and Ice Cream Company, and then in 2006 just became Captain Cook's. But there was also the Papiete Bay Veranda, which reopened in 1994 as Ohana. Tangaroa Terrace was located where the Neverland Club and Moana Mickey's Fun Hut was. That closed once Captain Cook's reopened as Captain Cook's in 2006. There was the Tangaroa Snack Isle, which was located by the pool near Moana Mickey's Fun Hut. And there was also the South Seas Dining Room, which had a nighttime Polynesian buffet. And it was also the location of Minnie's Menahune Character Breakfast. And finally, there was the Eastern Winds, that Chinese junk that was moored and used as a lounge. It served uh, uh, cocktails and appetizers late at night. Originally, that was called The Outrider. I, I did an entire blog post on the WW Radio site about the very interesting history of how that junk came to be and where it ended up and what famous celebrity ended up purchasing the Eastern Winds. I'll link to that in the show notes or just search for Eastern Winds on the www.radio.com website. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a copy of my Disney Interviews book, my 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book, all seven of my audio tours, a WW Radio mug, and a brand new hot off whatever press they use to make them WW Radio pin, which I've never offered before. Wow, there's a lot of prizes in this prize pack. Anyway, the last week's winner randomly selected is Dan DeSosa. So Dan, congratulations. I have your information. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, all you need to do is identify where in Walt Disney World you heard this phrase. Hey, Mom, what if I just float away? 
I'll give you a little bit more. Mom answers and says, then your father will go and get you as soon as he manages to get your shoe. Where have you heard that phrase or phrases? Hey, mom, what if I just float away? Well, then your father's going to have to get you as soon as he manages to get your shoe. All I need to do is tell me what attraction you can or could find that in Walt Disney World. And all you need to do is enter by Sunday, March 7th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern by going to www.radio.com, clicking on this week's podcast, using the form there. And again, I'm going to give you the same prize package, the interviews book, the 102 Ways book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom's history, secrets, and stories. You can find all those, by the way, in the WW Radio shop, a WW Radio mug and pin, which are not available anywhere else. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Don't forget to talk about your favorite place to dine solo, counter service restaurants, of course, are okay. Come chat about the show or anything, Disney, Marvel, or Star Wars in the WW Radio Clubhouse. Be part of the community and conversation by going to www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and if you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming episode, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. And please join me this and every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. It's our live broadcast and chat on Facebook every week where you can be part of the show. The conversation will chat about this week's episode, my top five live, our Disney Plus pick of the week. This week, of course, we're once again talking about WandaVision. Speaking of which, I just created a brand new group on Facebook. It's the Spoiler Support Group. It is a group where you can come in, chat about anything and everything, WandaVision as well as spoilers for anything else in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe. Lots of great conversations going on. Spoiler filled, hence the name of the group. To request access to the group, we have a lot of great fun conversations going on there. Visit www.radio.com slash spoilers. And speaking of our groups and really our WW Radio family, I want to give huge, huge thanks to everybody who came out to our WW Radio private breakfast at the Everglazed Donut Garden in Disney Springs. You made this event the incredibly safe, fun, and delicious event I hoped it would be. Huge thanks to the staff at Everglazed and for Disney, not just for their help, but their trust in our community to do their part, to be responsible, to be safe and make the event happen and everything was just perfect from the weather the coffee the donuts oh the ube donut so good but this event really helped to validate my belief that we can have events again by being smart and considerate and respectful we all sat outside we wore face coverings we're physically distant yes we were able to come together and share not just donuts but laughters and smiles through our eyes and stories and we made new memories and wonderful friendships. We had some fun giveaways and some raffles too. And more importantly, even if you weren't able to join us for this event, it does go a a long way towards being able to do more events like this in the future. So my sincerest thank you once again. This could not happen without you. And I am already working on what's next. So stay tuned. Yes, including but not limited to Marvel Day at Sea 2020. Stay tuned. We're going to have announcements coming very, very soon about that. If you're thinking about going on a Marvel Day at Sea cruise, don't book it yet because I want you to come with us. Stay tuned. Like I said, 
Listen for details on the show. More importantly, if you're a member of the clubhouse, I will definitely post information there very soon. And actually, I already started a discussion about an interest list of people who might be considering coming on a Marvel Day at Sea Cruise. So go to www.com slash clubhouse. You can find the conversation there. Huge thanks to our new and longtime members of our WW Radio Nation family. I am incredibly grateful for your love, friendship, support, and help. And I love being able to give back to you each and every month. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including Rob Forcelli, Derek Haverin, Kenneth, Eric Garcia, Beth Thompson, and Marla Chan. If you want to find out how, you can not only help the show for as little as a dollar a month, but also get exclusive rewards, including our private Facebook group, live video group calls every month, care packages from Walt Disney World, monthly scavenger hunts and trivia quests, and lots more. Visit www.radio.com support. And if you're looking to turn what you love into what you do and build your business and brand, I'd love to be able to help you with one-on-one coaching. We have one spot left for our weekly mastermind group. We're speaking to your business, conference, or event in person or virtually. You can visit loumangelo.com. As always, huge thanks to my partner and sponsor, Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're looking to book your next trip to Walt Disney World or anywhere on this big, beautiful planet of ours, you can visit mousefantravel.com for the best possible prices, all available discounts, more importantly, an incredible level of personal service and attention that is their hallmark and comes at no cost to you. You can find them at mousefantravel.com. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, please help spread the word by sharing out a link to this or your favorite episode on your Facebook page or in your favorite Disney group on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you are on social. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to please rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. It is incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers, including Alice P234, who's listening in the United Kingdom, says, hey, Lou, love the podcast. The UK is still in lockdown. My family and I are desperate to get back to the parks. Your podcast triggers so many amazing memories for me, and it's giving me so many ideas of things we want to try when we eventually get back to the parks. Thank you so much, Lou. DVC Master 71 says it is still solid. The guest interviews are great. Always timely information and backstories. Sometimes the episodes are a little long. That's true. But it still continues to be a top podcast. I told you I'd read these as I read them. And Joni 708 says, awesome show. Lou never fails to give us an informative and entertaining podcast. Always enjoy the special guests. And I know some of them are long, but... I always want to be incredibly thorough, and I want you to hopefully feel like you are sitting there with me and my friends, because that's what we all are. We're friends getting getting together to talk about the things that we love about Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. So, Joni, DVC Master, and Alice, thank you so very much. Again, just search for WW Radio and Apple Podcasts, or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes for a direct link and information. And finally, most importantly, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm giving you a long physically distanced and incredibly safe virtual hug to show my gratitude and appreciation for you. I hope that you continue to choose the good, to find the good in everything that you do and everyone that you encounter and pay that forward to be the good to other people as well. I promise you that positivity is contagious and you not only make other people feel better, but you will as well. And again, my incredibly heartfelt gratitude for your time, for your love, for your friendship, for your support. I hope to see you in the clubhouse on Facebook. I hope to see you this Wednesday live, maybe from Walt Disney World out in the park somewhere. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, please let me know. I hope that this truly is your best week ever. So until next time, thank you. I love you. See you. Hey, Lou. It's me, Marlisa. We are at the parks today at Epcot. We're at the art festival. 
And we stopped at Mexico, China, and now we're in Italy. And so we tried the pastor, the chile rellenos, the uh, pomegranate margarita, and then I tried the Sichuan shrimp. And then in Italy, we tried the um, donuts, and then my and then we also tried a Bellini. And oh my God, so good! The chili relleno, excellent with the margarita. Like that was probably my favorite so far. Just so, and so the China one was good too, but that was my favorite. And Mama liked the Bellini. <laughs> my mom loved the Bellini. It's so good. We're just having a good day today at Epcot, enjoying the weather and everything. So. Thanks again for the suggestions. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Hey, Lou. It's Mark Baldwin. I'm actually one of the newer listeners to your podcast, but I was planning a trip to Walt Disney World, and I was looking up to see if there are any podcasts out there that would give me a little more information about how things are going right now during COVID. And your podcast has really helped me understand more about Walt Disney World as I'm cast member from the Disneyland Resort in California. I don't really know as much about Walt Disney World, but man, really love hearing all of the great information that you have and tips and tricks uh, at Walt Disney World. And I'm actually calling from the uh, Lago Dorado at the uh, Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, and I'm staying in the Grand Destino Tower, and I remember listening to your podcast about uh, the Grand Destino Tower stay, and Man, am I blown away by this resort. Um, great amenities, great lounges. I'm excited to experience the Dahlia Lounge later and also the um, Three Bridges restaurant as well. But so glad. Looking forward to this more this weekend, spending more time at the Cornell Springs Resort. Have a good one. Hey, Lou. It's your fan, Marlisa. So we just got finished eating at the boathouse, and it was amazing. Yeah, it was the best place ever. And Disney's, it was so good. We So we had oysters on the half shell. We had the ahi tuna, the grilled tacos, and, of course, we ended with the baked Alaska. And it was just, it was just amazing. I feel so full. You're going to sleep on the plane going home. We're going to sleep on the plane going home, and you're going to you're gonna have to roll me home because I, I can't get home. I'm so full. Thank you so much for all your advice and what to do here. Have a good day, Lou. Bye. I never look back, darling. It distracts from the now.